This episode is part of our Voices at MozFest series. MozFest is a movement where people from around the world and all walks of life come together to work toward a more humane digital world. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Kim. How you doing? I'm good. We got a little snow going on here, but it's not I sticking, know. so that's nice. It's it's wet and a little gloomy outside, but we've got some cheerful snowflakes, so. And we have, I'm so excited about our guests. Like I always say I'm excited, but oh my gosh. I'm going to be honest. This was a guest where I was researching and I was like, why are they talking to us? Like I was very, very excited and a little nervous about it. And they're not anywhere near us. They're in Ireland. So cool. Which you'll be able to tell as soon as you hear them speak. <laughs> so welcome, welcome, Esalt and Avin. How are y'all doing? We're good. Thank We're you. And uh, yeah, thanks for the very, very kind introduction. I know that was all about Avin and not me, but Avine, you and your mom are joining us today, and we're so thankful. And could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm Avine. I'm 15 years old, and I'm in Hawaii in Mount St. Michael Secondary School in Claremorris. And I really enjoy programming. And I'm also one of the Wranglers with the Mosfest Youth Zone this year. Yeah, um, yeah, she does. She keeps me busy wanting to be brought to all these different events that involve coding or programming or building or making. Yeah, I suppose for me then, if you want to know about me, I'm a primary school teacher, mom of five, and trying to teach myself a little bit of programming and coding as I go along. Uh, not too successfully sometimes, but uh, I do okay. It can be a slow journey. It's one of those things that like what people think success looks like. And then like what success actually looks like. If anybody so has seen that graphic. Bunch of stuff with her yes. arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely. And you think you know something and, and the platform moves or they change the oh, icons yeah. or something. And it's like, what? Well, yeah. I don't think it's a, a journey that has an ending. I think it's just a journey that you just plot along as you're going and hopefully figure it out. Oh yeah. There's no ending. If, if there's an ending to the journey, perhaps it's not the correct journey for you. Like if you feel Absolutely. like you have arrived, then maybe, maybe that's not where you need to be. <laughs> I like to take the scenic route anyway, so. <laughs> I'm feeling a little starstruck because this morning as I was preparing, I rewatched Avin, your InspireFest 2018 award keynote. So you gave this keynote speech after winning Joint European Digital Girl of the Year for ages 11 through 14. And it was so impressive. And that is one of many accolades that you have collected in your 15 years. And so while I'm here, I'm kind of like, okay, don't mess this up, Sarah. <laughs> Come on, you can do this. It's very, very exciting. And I want to ask you about those awards and how that feels, but I feel like we should maybe get some background and some context first. And Kim very responsibly wrote those questions. Um, so that we can get the fuller picture before I get excited and take us off into left field. Yeah, so I know that you mentioned MozFest, you mentioned the Youth Zone, and we'll get to those. But first of all, I wanted to talk a little bit or have you talk a little bit about your passion for girls and STEM and where that came from and where it's going. Yeah, well, I suppose it started back in, I think it was fourth class um, in school when mom did a course on Scratch and she decided she would teach us about Scratch and I really enjoyed this. And so I went to a coded dojo and I think, was it Galway or in Tume? I went yeah, to, 
and it was a bit far away but it was the closest one to me and when I went there I noticed that like it was mainly boys there and there wasn't many girls and I was like why is this because programming is something everyone can do but because there's been a lot of gender stereotypes throughout the years of like oh men are better at this than the women I think it's like that's been pushed into everyone's head so not a lot of girls do programming and I thought this was really unfair because girls can be just as good as boys and like it's not something that's just for them it's for everyone it's like it's like um, programming to find as another language and everyone should have the chance to learn that language. I'm applauding. <laughs> spirit figures, spirit figures. <laughs> so it sounds like as soon as you started, you like walked in the door and recognized that there was an inequity there. Did it like hit you over the head right away? Yeah, because um, I thought there would be more girls going and I thought I could have made friends with a few girls when I went in who had a similar interest to me. But because it was mainly boys, I was like kind of shocked because I wasn't expecting that. As we speak about the fact that there are sometimes more boys than girls, I have to mention that you have swept so many impressive awards in technology and in STEM. And I'm wondering at 15, how does it feel to win those kind of big awards and get that recognition? I'm wondering if it impacts your goals and your work ethic to get that recognition now in a positive way or a negative way or just what that feels like. Well, there are two different ways I can describe it. The first one is kind of scary because I didn't think I would be winning this stuff when I started programming. But it also makes me feel kind of good because when I did talks, I've had people come up to me saying that I've helped inspire them more to get into programming. And I really like the fact that I'm helping more girls get into it and showing people that it's not just for boys, that they can do it as well, especially if someone who lives in rural Ireland who had absolutely no Wi-Fi until two years ago was able to do it, then you should be able to do it as well. I really like that part of it. There's a beautiful moment at the end of your InspireFest keynote where you say, two years ago, I was sitting in this audience watching people receive this award, thinking, oh, that would be cool. Maybe I'll do something like that someday. And then two years later, you're standing on stage. And so you end with this kind of call to action that's like, if I'm here and I went from audience member to award winner in two years, anyone can do that. And we said that I was like, maybe I can do that. Maybe I can win the 11 to 14 year old category. Like, <laughs> it was very inspirational. Does it make you want to work harder or does it make it feel like you've kind of already arrived and you can relax? Definitely. It wants to make me work harder because not just because I'm winning awards and like I'm helping people as well, but there's also stuff that I haven't learned yet. And I kind of Getting all those made me want to push into learning more to kind of see what else I can, what else I can make and what else I can learn with technology. What would be sort of your call to action, especially for girls who might be listening or parents or teachers of girls who might be listening? Well, I'd probably say to just go do it because if you wait too long to do something, you're never going to get it done. It's like with homework. If you leave it till the last minute, the chance there, you're never going to get it done. Or if you're trying to get into a hobby and you think, no, this isn't for me. But then when you try it, you're actually better than you thought you would be at it. So my advice would be just go, just go try and you might find out you like it more than you thought you would. If you don't like it, well, great, you found out. But if you never try yeah. it, how do you know? So we first met you both in 2019, I believe, because you're both MozFest wranglers. So we're going to get back to MozFest. 
Can you tell us how you first got involved with MozFest? This is all answer that maybe yeah. because they kind of came to me as her mom. Um, so yeah, there was a, a guy called Andrew who used to be, I suppose, the, in charge of the youth zone. And he had had Avian up to uh, Northern Ireland Raspberry Jam to run a session before. Um, and I suppose they were looking for calls for proposals at the time. Um, so it started off, Avian would have been a facilitator in MOSFET. And I suppose as a parent, I was required to go with her. So yeah, so she was kind of approaching us, would you like to submit a proposal? And it was accepted. And we headed off to our first MOSFET. Um, I think it was 2000 2017. Yeah, maybe. And again, she loved it. So applied the following year. As soon as the call for proposals came out, one went in straight away. Um, and again, thankfully, she was accepted. Yeah. And then following that, I think, did you facilitate for three years, maybe? Find sessions yeah. for three years. And then it was really cool. Actually, they asked, would she be interested in becoming a wrangler? And I thought, wow, this is amazing. What a big company to take on a child, basically, to be a wrangler. I mean, everyone else was definitely over 18. And again, like it's for the youth zone. So for me, it was it was a massive thing that like they were taking children's voices and actually using them and listening to them yeah. so they asked her and obviously as she's under 18 they had to have she had to have an adult so I kind of got sucked in by accident <laughs> I didn't think <laughs> yeah I guess I, I didn't think I wouldn't have much to bring to the table I thought I would kind of be at meetings sitting there just making sure she was supervised as opposed to anything else but um I think um, I'm in the youth zone I might be the granny wrangler and the old one so I think I kind of look out for the whole um you can't do that with kids you have to do this you have to do that parents won't want this you have to do that so yeah and you also bring the teacher's aspect of what like a teacher yeah i've been oh, trying yes. to look at when the proposals come in i kind of look at the ones that like educationally like maybe the children mightn't actually sit through this session but a teacher would and a teacher will bring it back to the child in the way that you know a teacher only can sometimes so yeah so i do feel like bring a little bit to the table now but probably not as much as the younger ones <laughs> Oh no, that's, that's the dream team. You've got the yeah. full perspective there between the two of you. That yeah. sounds and like that, MozFest is very lucky. And that's oh, important. so important, right? Yeah, and, and I mean, the other Wranglers are fantastic as well. So we have three other uh, youth zone Wranglers this year. We have Soleil and we have Dervla and we have Joseph and they are absolutely fantastic as well. I mean, they bring in a whole big element of fun and yeah, it's brilliant. Good. They all have great ideas as well. Yeah, so it's a good, it's a very diverse group, but everyone has like lots of different interests. And so I think we pulled together. I mean, last year was our first MozFest online and um, I think it was really successful. And I think the youth zone sessions were brilliant. Um, we definitely learned a lot from the way it worked last year and hopefully they'll be even better this year. So let's talk about MozFest because I unfortunately think too many people don't know what it is. Yeah. And uh, we're obviously all fans, but how would you describe it to somebody who has never been? It's um, a festival, well, it was run in London before, but I think they're moving it to Amsterdam next year. With the hope COVID yeah. will allow it, I think so, yes. <laughs> but it's been online the past two years, and it was a three-day festival run by Mozilla Firefox, the, the internet browser. There were lots of different zones in it as well, and every zone covered a different thing. So the zone I would have been like facilitating and wrangling for was the youth zone. Which was which mainly did um, workshops and talks that were run by youth. So it was like different from most of the other sessions you would see at a, at other events as well that would have been mainly run by adults. Yeah, it's been it's a good mix, I suppose. As somebody that comes to visit, I mean, you have a whole different. Every floor is a different level of awesomeness. There's different sessions and sessions for everybody between talks to workshops there's sessions you'll bring things away in your head sessions you bring things away in your heart and there's sessions you'll carry something physical out with you it's just 
yeah, an open space for engagement and talking and everyone has a value in there. It's like, you can't go to any floor and say something that's wrong. You can go into a floor and have conversations, uh, maybe have some arguments if you want to do. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely, um, I know when I went first, I was like, oh my God, as a teacher, this is an undiscovered gem. Like I got oh, so many yeah. ideas. I went back to school with so many different lesson plans in my head going, oh my goodness, like I never would have thought of these things. But um, yeah, it's definitely an undiscovered gem that you just yeah you wish the world could know about a little bit more perfect description Kim and I (laughs) were lucky enough to get to go two years in in the middle of the school year we were able to take time off and go and we felt the same way on our way back like on the flight home we would both be like oh that was like a breath of fresh air I have so many ideas I have so many things I want to do I feel so rejuvenated and excited and you know, you mentioned passing along that spark on two different levels. You're not only reaching the kids that are able to go to MozFest and that now have this new idea and new thing they want to try, but you're reaching teachers as well, which means that they can spread that spark to larger groups of students because of the work that you're doing in the youth zone. And so we have definitely benefited from that work. And it's exciting to think that because it's virtual this year, maybe an even wider group will be able to benefit from it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the um, things that we did last year when we ran sessions, it was very difficult being online with time zones and different things. It was kind of last year was scheduled at a time. And if you weren't there at that time, you missed out. So this year, we're trying to have a little few more sessions that are kind of recorded and pre-recorded and can be replayed. So even if you're a teacher and the session is on at like 8 p.m. and you're watching and think, oh, this would be great in my class, but I won't remember all the steps, we'll be able to replay it in the classroom. So hopefully this year, there'll be even more scope for that. I can tell you're a teacher because you know that our brains don't work at 8 p.m. Like, who can remember things at 8 p.m.? <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about you're using the word wrangler and listeners might not be familiar with what a wrangler is. So what does that word mean? I suppose we're, we're volunteers. We sign up at the start of a, a planning year, let's say for MozFest. And we go on weekly calls where we talk about oh, all sorts of different things, like from how to help facilitators, how to set up sessions, to how to schedule things, um, how to go through proposals, how to use their online platforms that we use for these things as well, which for me, who is not very techie, is always quite hard. I need those sessions recorded to replay. But yeah, it's basically a volunteer that, so let's say when Mozfest says we're having a Youth and Futures zone, the Wranglers take care of everything in that zone. We set it up. We used to decorate it when it was in person. (laughs) Even lay out tables and chairs when it's online, I suppose we're, we're going through schedules and time zones and trying to put people into the right slots. But yeah, basically volunteers, I guess. And that's perfect because you mentioned the Youth and Futures zone. That is the space that you are wrangling, correct? So what do we need to know about the youth and futures zone about that? What is that space all about? Um, so I suppose it's for the young and, and the young at heart. I'll put myself <laughs> into that category. So yeah, it'll be filled with sessions, either lightning talks or like yourself, a, a podcast, so a few interviews, um, but lots of workshops that children can sit down and follow along with, with their parents, that teachers can sit along with, that any adult that wants to sit down, you might be somebody that volunteers uh, with the youth group at the weekends or something. So yeah, it will be filled with action-packed stuff, really, I suppose, learning how to make and do things from sessions like from origami to like robotics to electronics to basic coding. There's art stuff. So yeah, it's pretty much filled with anything STEAM and STEM related. Not all things need people who know how to code in advance. Some of the sessions are for, I suppose, more intermediate, that people that might have a little bit of coding done before and want to join in and stuff. But some sessions have no coding at all. They're all about making and doing. So there's something for everybody in the youth zone really and it's 
definitely it's either for the youth and sometimes run by the youth. But yeah, we, we like to think of ourselves as the most fun space in MozFest. <laughs> <laughs> I very quietly agree. Avine, speaking of being run by youth for a long time, you were the youngest person to run workshops at MozFest. Is that true this year or will there be other young people running workshops? Well, the first year I was around, actually, there were people younger than me running sessions. But for the first two, two or three years I was there, I was the youngest person running the workshops. So this year, hopefully there'll be more young people yeah, we have a good mixture this year. I suppose because it's online, it's a little bit more difficult for the younger kids to run sessions. I suppose you don't have the supports when you're online in your own house on your own compared to when you're in the actual MozFest in person, when you have us at the door ready to help or standing beside. And, you know, if you get kind of starstruck, there's a wrangler there to help jump in and jive you up. It's a little bit more difficult to get the younger people, I suppose, as well parents have that little bit of fear people being little kids being online I mean the parents would be with them that's one of the requirements in most fest is that your parents attend with you I suppose it's just that little bit more difficult and you know they probably have a fear of yeah what if something goes wrong when I'm online it's not that easy to well I mean we we probably cut them off and, and try our best but it's a lot easier in person for a young person to apply and I think People like that whole in-person experience as well. And kind of, you know, if you're running a session, you're there for the day or you're there for two days and you're meeting all the other young people. It's always been a really good thing about MozFest and the Youth Zone in particular. All of the facilitators meet up together before it starts. We'd have a little bit of facilitator training. So they all know each other and they become they become like a little family. I mean, the first year we went, Avine met another girl. And they have kept in touch ever since, yeah. like, and going back each year, it was, oh, we'll go back to meet her, go back to meet her. And, you know, there's a little family thing as well about the youth zone that's a little bit more difficult to kind of convey online. But yeah, there'll still be a good mixture of young and, and older people putting out great sessions this year. Can you tell us a little bit about what kind of sessions are happening this year? What kind of things we might see? A sneak preview, if you will, <laughs> if you're allowed, if you're not allowed, that's okay. <laughs> Um, well, off the top of my head, trying to remember them all because there's so many, but I think one of the ones I'm most looking forward to, and it's actually, maybe I'm biased, it's by a group in Ireland called Maker Meat, I think it is. And they are doing, one of their sessions is origami and paper folding. Yeah. Um, I'm really looking forward to that one. I've, I've seen a little sneak peek of it and I think that's well probably why I'm looking forward. It's really good. <laughs> oh, maybe um, I'll go Yeah, to so that. that's one. And then, yeah, there's a couple of really cool lightning talks that, um, I think we'll get people thinking there's a lot of things on like, you know, cybersecurity and a and, and bit of fun in trying to figure out like internet safety. Yeah, no, there's some really good sessions. The schedule should be live, I think, soon enough. So it's definitely want to go and take a peek at. Yeah, we'll definitely include that uh, link in uh, the resources section so you can go check that out. So how can people get involved with MozFest? Um, I suppose this year, if you want to log on to the MozFest website um, and get tickets to attend, it's too late this year now to apply to facilitate our run a session. So this year's options now will be all about attendance. And there is one really good opportunity that's coming up in the youth zone. Um, it's a hackathon. So even do you want to tell them a little bit about the hackathon that people can get involved in? This has been going on only since last year. We only started doing it when it went online. But... It's basically throughout the duration of the festival, there's all the workshops, but towards the end of it, there's, I think, is it two days this year or is it only? Yeah, we actually have to finalize the schedule to see what day we're going to kick it off. But I think we're kicking it off one of the first two evenings 
it kicks off with everyone will be given a theme and a topic and you basically will you maybe. come up with like an idea it can be a physical product it can be an app it can be a website and you come up with your idea and you kind of make a prototype so you don't have to have the thing like on hand and you send in a video explaining what it is and how it works and then we judge it and we pick is it two I think this year there's two winners a winner and a runner-up runner actually there's two runners of prizes this year I think well there might be there's we're still final yeah we're still fighting over the final details of <laughs> prizes but um yeah so that's a really good way of getting involved you as she said you don't have to physically make the entire thing once you can get your concept and your idea across to us as to what it is and how it's going to work like if it's an app if you have a, a wireframe drawn up and can tell us the story of why you picked it and how it works or what you propose it will do and I guess with something like this when it's been judged and it's announced who the winners are like everyone that's attending Mozilla will be able to go and see them and you know you could be picked up by a company who might say okay I'd like to invest in that and make that product so it's a huge potential and last year's winners were fantastic I think one of the winners had made an app to help people with disabilities to like communicate uh, with others to store medical information in case they couldn't relay it. The winner was one that could find your local defibrillator because you know not many people know where they are and they would be important for if you had to give someone CPR so they came up with the idea for an app that would help you find your nearest one if you needed it. If you've never, if listeners, if you've never had the chance to be a part of a hackathon, they are just <laughs> magical. There is something that happens at a hackathon. It's like a slumber party for brilliant people like I don't it's just you know that kind of like manic energy you get when you're like in a room with all these people that you like and you're like we're gonna do all the things it's like that with a hackathon except you're trying to solve a real world problem and there's so many ideas and there's so much energy it's moving so fast Kim does used to do a lot of hackathons at the school where we used to work and you would just walk in and be like whoa there is something happening in here like it's lots of light bulb moments yes yeah, that is really so cool. So how cool that that can happen virtually and that people can collaborate and bounce ideas off of each other and share that energy virtually when they really would probably never have that opportunity in person. That's really neat. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a great opportunity. So definitely want to keep an eye out for it. And, and anyone, um, anyone who's participating at the event can enter it. So it's not limited to... Um, yeah, anyone, anyone at all that's popping along to Mozfest virtually <laughs> can hop on into the session, see the launch night. Find out the teams. I don't know if Avian wants to give the teams away. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe we could give our little plug for our session real quick. That'd be great. So yeah, we are in the Youth and Future Zone. Thank you very much. And yeah. we're going to be capturing the voices at MozFest. So taking little interviews and tying them together into some little podcasts that will release after MozFest is done. So really excited. Again, since yeah. we can't be there in person, we love that energy. We love meeting all these people. And so this was our way of how can we get that feeling? And so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, because yeah, it is like in person, like it is like a little family once you get people coming and, you know, the people that come on a, on a Saturday will come again on Sunday and whether they're attending a session or running a session, they'll make a connection. And it's just, yeah, even you've seen, you guys have seen the posters that hang up all over all the different floors, advertising different workshops. It's so much fun to make those. Yeah, but it's, fun. yeah it's so hard to capture 
as you say, the voice of Mozfest when it's spiritual, because it's kind of like you go into a room and you listen to a facilitator and then you go away again. And yep. in some of the older and the, some of the other sessions in the youth, so we didn't really have the capacity to talk back last year. So the facilitator did the session and no one else could talk. There's a little bit more interaction this year in the youth zone. So hopefully that will be a lot more fun. But yeah, it'll be great to have some of the voice of Mozfest captured because hopefully a lot of people that will join this year because it's virtually mightn't have considered ever attending in person maybe you know they might have had the means to do it but hopefully it'll give them a flavor of it and show that it, it is worth <laughs> it's definitely worth the trip to go and visit and experience it in person i wonder if they'll do some hybrid things going forward because i do like this idea that it's so much yeah. more accessible uh, when there's stuff online Absolutely. Yeah, I, I do wonder. I mean, you know the platform of hopefully recording some of the sessions to have them replay. I would imagine that if it goes back to in-person, there might be a, yeah. a capaci- capacity to like record some of the sessions and replay them again, hopefully. Because yeah. yeah, accessibility is, is a huge thing and you're reaching so many more people and doing so much more good when you can reach more people. Our listeners have heard us talk about MozFest a lot because it has had such a big impact on us. And so when we thought about what kind of session we wanted to present or try to give this year, the last time we went to MozFest, Once Upon a Tech didn't exist. And so now we have this platform for telling stories. And our goal here is to share this incredible energy that entrepreneurs and creators and budding technologists are creating. And so it not only gives us the chance to amplify some stories, but to kind of spread the magic of MozFest and to archive it. So if you're not a part of it yet, you can listen to it and you can share it and to hopefully help spread the word a little bit and interview more incredible people that are making this happen. So we're very, very excited about it. Yeah, no, thank you for coming up with such a good idea. It was uh, refreshing to get some of the great ideas this year. So yeah. Awesome. Well, I've got one question left. We've got one question left. Not a big one, but you know, just what's next for you? <laughs> I take it that's Again, for her. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Evie. <laughs> Does it have to be MozFest related nope. or nope. anything? The next thing for me would be a thing I'm doing in school. It's um, Technovation. It's an app building competition, and it's in uh, it's in Ireland. The part that we're doing, but then it's all over the world as well. So, like, if you win in your country, you go. You might go through to the worlds, and which are always in America. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. And it's for girls in, I don't know, I don't know what it would be called in other countries, but it's called secondary school here because like there's like high school and all that in other yeah. countries. I think it's 10 to 18 year olds can enter it. Yeah. Okay. And you make an app to solve a problem in your community and it can be any problem. It doesn't matter who it affects. And it's really fun. And I get to work with my friends from school as well. So people that I've known for the four years, we can come together and mom's one of the people who is actually she actually comes into the school to do it with us and as well one of our teachers miss hogan does it as well you get to make friends out of it and it's really fun to do you get the feeling there that even has sucked me into quite a few things (laughs) (laughs) you make such an incredible team it's so obvious listening to you and watching you that you inspire each other and that the support flows from both directions and so you're helping avine to get where she needs to go and to to inspire her and she's inspiring you to learn more and this energy this just this amazing and helping amazing me energy get coming hairs. from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what kids are all about, right? <laughs> Absolutely. If you weren't something couldn't do it. <laughs> well I love yeah. that you mentioned the Technovation Challenge. We'll definitely link to that as well. I've heard about it. I have 
been wanting to see a team come together in Charlottesville, but Avian, it also sounds like maybe there's more girls involved in your school with these kind of activities. And so that must feel good as well. Well, I do go to an all girls school. So <laughs> I would know a lot of the girls already, but there actually is, there was more, there's more people doing it this year than I thought would be doing it because before it was run in my old primary school because we couldn't get into the school in Claire Morris and there was only a small few groups of people. But since last year's competition, it's been growing and now there's been more people doing it than I thought would be doing it. Well, this has been so wonderful. Thank you both so much for taking time to talk with us. No, thank you for having us. uh, We're so thrilled to get to talk to you. We are so excited to see more of you when MozFest comes around next month. And we have all sorts of great resources about MozFest and about the incredible work that Avian is doing. So you can find that on our resource page for this episode. And this was just such such a wonderful conversation. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Until next time. Tech, love, and happiness. Happiness.